go. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Forward Podcast, the official podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Association. My name is Dr. Bobby Maybe. I am the host of this show, and I am the administrator of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance Facebook group on the Facebooks. Go ahead and check that out. Um, some laundry work to get done out of the way to start the show. The Forward Thinking Chiropractic First Annual Convention, June 1st through 3rd, is in Kansas City at Cleveland Chiropractic College. You can check that out. Check out the information about what we're providing at the Forward Convention at forwardthinkingchiro.com. That's the website of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Association. This podcast is, uh, this one's exciting to me because I think I've made a friend in Dr. Josh Satterley, who is now running this amazing thing called the Clinic Gym Hybrid Solutions. I want you to check out clinicgymhybrid.com. It's a little landing page. You're going to get some freebies there and understand what Josh is bringing to the table in regards to this thing that is called a Clinic Gym Hybrid. One day, back in the day, I was sitting around thinking, you know, one of the things that seems to be negative about the chiropractic profession, and I'm going to bring you in here in a second, Josh, is that there's always this urge to hang on to your patients. That if you took care of somebody and you helped them meet their goals and then you got rid of them, you were a bad chiropractor. So that at some point, I don't know if it's the straight part of the profession or the whole profession in general, they they came up with this sort of like wellness chiropractic thing, which wasn't one of the original tenets of chiropractic by any means. You, you can't read uh, D.D. Palmer's The Adjuster and come up with wellness chiropractic. Someone invented that in like the 50s or 60s. Um, so all of a sudden there was a shift like, why get rid of good business? Let's hang on to them forever. The problem is, and it's debatable, on whether there's any really solid evidence or sound reasoning for why someone should repeatedly see a chiropractor for quote unquote wellness or their health. Now there are probably some reasons also to justify it and that's not the discussion for today. But the idea that hit me, Josh, was that after you've made somebody better, why not capture them in a different way by having them pursue fitness in your office? Mind blowing, right? Absolutely. Crazy yeah. concept. I mean, geez, Louise, how long have you been on this track or thinking of this and implementing it and um, doing it in your life? Okay. So yeah, thanks for having me on, Bobby. I'm excited to be here and I'm excited about what the FTCA is all about uh, because it is, it is chiropractic. Let's be honest, like the other stuff's fading away and uh, this new style is taking over. And uh, anybody that has a problem with that, let's, we'll just schedule a street fight or something. Um, yeah, like in uh, Anchorman when they meet in the back alley right. in San Diego, yeah. news team assemble. That's right. I picture you are in the, uh, the maroon suit, right? Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. So let's see. My son was born in 2013, which is, he was born the same month we opened. So in the same month, I, I hosted an FMS course. We opened our gym. I taught an SFMA course and my son was born. When it rains, yeah. it pours, right? Yeah, it was awesome because, you know, once you slay a dragon, dragons don't scare you anymore. So that was my dragon that month. So um, let's see. So that was 2013. It took us about, we had been looking for six months 
and we found one. So probably since 2012, early 2012 uh, was when I first started thinking, really considering this idea. Did the light go off for you or did you see somebody else doing it? Uh, we didn't see, it. one of the things that actually kind of scared me was that nobody was really pursuing it at the level we wanted to do it. There were a lot of people where the, the clinic was huge and the gym was tiny and right. we kind of did like a one third, two thirds kind of setup of the square footage. So one third was the clinic and two thirds was the gym. And, um, and that was our goal. Now, now there's been hybrid clinics all along. I mean, you know, uh, I know that like uh, Dr. Greg Rose, the founder of TPI, he essentially had a hybrid gym in the fact that he'd do these assessments with golfers and they'd end up in a gym. But I don't think it was integrated like what we wanted to do. And uh, that was really the thing. And, and I got nervous that nobody had really done it and, or I couldn't find anybody really done it uh, at that level and kind of talked to some mentors and whatnot. And they said, dude, it's perfect. It's a perfect fit. So we decided to kind of move forward with it. What, um, so if anyone here is listening and they don't know what a clinic gym hybrid is, can you, uh, can you identify it? Can you give it a definition? Yeah. So it's a clinic that runs on both gasoline and electric. See, it's a hybrid. That's awesome. Yeah. No. Uh, so this is what it is. So plug my clinic into the wall at the end of the day. What's up with that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you have a lower carbon footprint clinic and you feel good about yourself and you can show up to all the Hollywood award shows, uh, discreetly, you know, it's good. No. Um, so, so what it is patient comes, new patient comes in, they say, Hey, I have this injury. Uh, you would work them up just like any other, you know, you, you have, um, you do your new patient exam, you, you integrate, uh, your, your version of healing. So if that's soft tissue treatments and adjustments and, you know, laser, whatever you believe works. Um, I'm, I'm always a fan of stuff. If, as long as it works and makes the patient happy, it's good. Um, and then towards the end of their care plan. So if you just, let's just say that you had a 10 visit care plan, which a lot of people are like, Oh, I do it shorter than that. Or I do it longer. I just we're using 10 as a number. Let's say when you get to visit seven, but this one goes to 11. Ooh, like spinal tap treatments. Is that what we're doing here? <laughs> yeah. All right. So at visit seven, your goal is not that you're doing eight, nine, and 10. Your goal at seven is let's start transitioning to a, CA slash trainer, a chiropractic assistant trainer who's really good at rehab, incredibly trained. Now they work with that person for their last couple visits in your, I'm, I'm doing air quotes here, office, right? Or in your clinic. And then the goal of that trainer CA is to do great rehab with them and then transition them into the idea of exercise that is perfectly integrated with the rehab you've already been doing. And then you're going to, they're going to enter your gym now doing exercise that is respecting their original injury and then they progress through your gym over the course of months, years, and hopefully decades. So it, it, it just is a perfect flow from new patient all the way into gym member. Um, give me a percentage. So say you saw a hundred new patients in a day because we're just using air quotes here, just numbers. Yeah how many of those people would eventually convert over to the gym? Uh, and, and become members? And become members, yes. Okay, so just so that we're they, I assume they all go to the gym. Yep, they all go to the gym. They all did a couple. Uh, they did some rehab, all of them. And uh, I, I think it was like 70% at least did a one-on-one -on -one with a, the coach to do some, uh, you know, some exercise in that transitional space. But we were getting about, 
somewhere between 15 and 18% of them would become gym members. So that's pretty 18, good. Yeah. So say 15 out of every hundred become gym members. And, uh, and then, so it, it flows both ways. So you got the clinic pumping out people into the gym. Then you also have the gym and, pe- and people would come in for that without ever having engaged the clinic. And, and in our situation, the cool thing was after 11 months, no one had been in the gym that hadn't engaged the clinic for at least one treatment. You know, um, so they're working out and they're like, Hey, I already come here. I already know the people. They're all nice. Uh, my shoulder hurts. I better get that checked out. Can you say that one more time? Yeah. Uh, so you have people that are starting in the clinic and no, ending no, no. up. Say the, say the part that was the most important that 100% of the people after a certain period of time. Oh yeah. So after 11 months, 100% of the gym members had, had been in the clinic. So for something. So they said, Hey, my shoulder hurts or my low back hurts. A hundred percent of all the people after 11 months had engaged the clinic for something. I would, I would like to say that again. How, I mean, just, just how important that is. I mean, if, if, if the listener can't grasp or comprehend how amazing that is or how important that is to, to business development and growth, that somebody came in to do something and inextricably could not avoid also pursuing the chiropractic side of things. Correct. They had some sort of injury that required care. Sometimes it was just one or two visits, so it's not very, you know, but... Yeah, of course. But Yeah, you're looking at a perpetual motion machine there. If Every single person that joins your gym will become a chiropractic patient at some point. I mean, because that's, that's everyone's big uh, boohoo, right? Is it so hard to get new patients? It's so hard to get people in mm-hmm. the door? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then you have this mechanism or this, this machinery that not only makes you money, but also gets people in the door for you. Yeah. I mean, another way to think about it, I was talking to Rick Mayo, who I know you you know of, and Uh I was saying, I asked him at at a dinner one time, what would you pay to have a chiropractor sit in your lobby, evaluate everybody who walked in your gym and then say, all right, you know, Bobby, I want you to work out here. And he's like, oh, I'd pay like a thousand dollars a day. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) yeah. He goes, because having an expert sit there and say, you should go to a gym and that gym is this one right here. He's like, right. it would be perfect for me. And so the fact that there are chiropractors out there who don't offer that is the thing that Rick is like, I, I don't understand that piece. Why wouldn't well, you offer it? Here's the thing. And we can kind of evolve into a, um, a conversation about the new chiropractor or maybe even the young chiropractor. I, um, I just feel like a lot of times the young chiropractor, especially the forward thinking type of chiropractor who really places a lot of pride on the, uh, the, the rehab and the soft tissue skills that they have and the, and the clinical skills that they have. They've put right. so much into that part that their sole focus in their mind and in, in how they make decisions is based on them clinically treating patients versus investing in a system or a, a management system or how to do things easier. You know, I think we had one conversation this week in the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance group where the guy, he was saying, I can only do so much because there's only one of me. I mean, yeah. He never thought beyond, he never even considered the idea that he could delegate or create a system where other people could help him complete the job. Right. And, and, it, and that's, that's endemic to the whole, I mean, there's, everyone always complains, why isn't this side, this part of chiropractic, the progressive chiropractors, why aren't we the representative uh, 
a wing of chiropractic. Why is it the straight chiropractic seems to always have this image of success in, in winning? Well, they usually have a system. <laughs> and most of the guys over here are usually just in, in a room or in a couple rooms rubbing people, you know, without a system. They, it's almost like there's an ego thing to it of like, only I can do this rehab this good. And only I can do ART as this good. Uh, and, and no uh, one yes, else. Can you're, you're digging salt into my wounds here, Bobby. Cause this, I mean, in all seriousness, like, I mean, I think one of the very first articles I wrote for the FTCA was this idea of a CA trainer. And what right. my core idea is, is with all the training out there. And if you look at where these high end personal trainers are trying to go, they are self-empowering themselves like crazy to essentially do so much of what a PT, a physical therapist, or a chiro can do. And I said, like a great CA who's also a personal trainer can do like 80 to 85% of what a, a great chiropractor can do, but they do it for 50% of the cost. So another way to say that is whether you're looking from a business perspective or you're looking at it from a time off perspective, like Bobby wants to go home and have dinner with his family at 5 p.m., cool. That would be nice. That yes. My wife would like that. Right. And the only way that's going to happen, your patients, you have some that want to come in at 5 and 6 and maybe even 7 p.m. Well, if you have two great CA trainers and they can take, you know, 50%, 30%, 40% of your patient base and all that low level, three out of 10 back pain and, you know, that stuff, why not have them work all those hours? So you have an afternoon CA and you have a morning CA and you do the really tough stuff, the things that really require some critical thinking and things that only a chiropractor will know, like definite red flags and things like that. But when you've cleared that out, why do you, why keep the load on your shoulders for stuff? Let's be honest. Not only is it something somebody else could be doing, but it's probably not that mentally stimulating to you, right? It's because I'm a learned doctor, Josh, <laughs> and I am very important and my name is on the door. Right. And they, they could screw up and then it would be my ass. Congratulations. And as my friend uh, Brian always tells me, get your emotional needs met at the bank. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's where you can get rewarded for that. Let your ego get in the way and your checking account. It's got your name on it as well. That's right. So, but the other thing is, I mean, you were in the military, right? And I was, and, I was in the chair force. So Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Well, the cool thing I think the military really does a good job of is taking people at a lower level and, and defining a clear path uh, upward, right? Absolutely. That does not happen at most clinics. It's like there is the doctor and forever he will be the doctor. There is the front desk staff and forever he or she will be the front desk staff. And so you have the doctor not going up or down. You have the front desk staff not going up or down. And then maybe you have a CA or uh, an associate and you start getting uncomfortable and he wants to go up, Right. It's right. like, what the hell are we doing here? How about everybody in this situation elevates? And let me tell you what that looks like. You have a CA trainer that comes in. You hire them. They have a personal training cert. You walk into a big box gym to find this person and you say, hey, uh, Matt, I, I've, I've heard really good things about you. And listen, I'm building this integrated clinic. We're going to have a clinic and we're going to have a gym. And every one of our patients will start in the clinic, but they'll end up in the gym. And I want exercise to be a big part of my patient care. And I want you to be a very large part of their care plan. Now, we're building something big here. Would you be interested in building it with me? Yes or yes. Yeah, but, there's, but nobody's having that conversation with these trainers, right? 
Nope. I mean, trainers nope. are kind of second-class citizens and it's like, oh, that's cute how you're a personal trainer, but we'll make fun of you in sitcoms and we'll forget about you when we're, you know, when we're injured. And, you know, it's not somebody that really ha- is perceived in society to make an impact, yet they can have a massive impact. I mean, from a healthcare perspective, these trainers are seeing their, their clients three days a week in some regards, which is way more than you see your general practitioner, Right. Right. So they can have that huge impact and form a relationship and all this. And with the education, if you take your education and say, I'm going to bring this person up, much like the military has, you know, ascension processes, I'm going to bring this person up and up and up and up and up and up and up. And hopefully at some point, nobody realizes they're not a chiropractor. I mean, that happened to me. Like I had a guy that was a massage therapist, uh, strength coach, and I sent one of my patients with him because the person came in with very low level back pain and some hip pain. It was like, this is easy peasy stuff. And afterwards he goes, Hey, what was that chiropractor's name? I said, what are you talking about? He goes, that chiropractor like that you sent me to work with. I'm like, he wasn't a chiropractor. Well, in this person's mind, did he serve me? Yes. Did I get better? Yes. Do I feel better? Yes. Well, must've been a chiropractor. I mean, that's what it's a chiropractic clinic, right? So these people can help they, and, and there's no reason you got to keep putting all the weight on your shoulders as a doctor. Well, what happens for those people who haven't lived far enough down the road? What happens to a doctor once he, when he lives with everything on his shoulders? <laughs> uh, you know, you start, <laughs> oh man. All right. So let's picture this. So there you are. You've been in practice four or five years. Uh, it's, it's Thursday at, I don't know, two 30 and you get a text message. Hey, it's my birthday tonight. I'd love to have you there. We're meeting at five 30 at the bowling alley, right? This is your text message from your best friend, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when you don't have a full schedule and you're young, you're thinking, okay, I can get away at that time. But in your case, Bobby, I know you got a full schedule. You probably have a waiting list. You got a lot of people coming in and more often than not, the patients in the afternoon aren't exactly showing up early, right? Right. So now and you're thinking, not, yeah. if I'm going to get to that bowling alley at 530, I got to be out the door at 510. That means I got to take my last patient at 445. All right. And then Suzanne shows up. <laughs> yes. And oh, by the way, the staff, the front desk staff says, don't forget, you have these notes. Uh, we got to get that x-ray or that, uh, you know, uh, case notes over to Dr. So and so the GP and uh, I need you to look at these x-rays and blah, blah, blah. You have all, all this stuff to do, right? Now, how do you do it? How do you form a, a situation where you can do that every single week? Like here, here would be a good measure of success in chiropractic, Bobby. How many times a week do you make it to your local bar for the happy hour specials? It's like four to 6 PM, right? <laughs> can you actually get there in time to order a happy hour special? Right? That's not bad. Or like a twilight golf round, you know? Yes. Like how, the how only often way, can you make it to twilight golf? Right. The only way that happens is with empowered staff who are building up, taking the load off your shoulder. Now they're taking the load off, but in exchange for that, they are going to a higher level. You're taking that young personal trainer, strength coach, massage therapist, maybe, and saying, Hey, I want you to ascend to a level that I don't think you've even perceived yet. Like I can tell you when I hired, um, the, the two best CAs and trainers that I had, when I first met them, when they first came into our door, they couldn't even it was the allegory of the cave. They couldn't even perceive where we were going to take them because nobody had ever empowered them. And certainly within the realms of personal training, nobody was saying, Hey, you should really try and do this with your abilities. Like 
That, that wasn't happening, right? Right. So anyways, it's not just that birthday party you want to go to, but I just like that analogy, you know, getting home at, at or going to your friend's birthday party at 530. How about uh, my son's in swim lessons right now, right? He wants to do that after school. Another one of my kids is in Taekwondo. I'm not saying as a chiropractor, you're going to make every one of those practices, but it wouldn't be bad if you can make a few. And right. what about, what about you as a person? Like, what are the things you like to do? Do you like to go to twilight golf to kind of, you know, recharge and disengage and feel like you're, you know, recharging as a human being, because then you'll show up better as a, as an employer, as a clinician, as a spouse, as a father, as a mother, all those things. You need some time for you as well. And working 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. ain't going to provide that time. Because that's the only, that's the end story for all those. Um, you, you know, this, this business is, uh, it's eat what you kill for a lot of people. So Dude, if you, I, you yeah. don't work, you don't get paid. And so I, I always laugh like these lazy ass consultants that go like, oh, you want to make some more money, Bobby? Oh, it looks like you're seeing uh, 80 people a week. Well, I'll tell you, we can double your revenue or we can double your income. Oh yeah, how are you going to do that? What? Simple. You just go up to 160 people a week. Right. Problem yeah. solved. Right. It's like, that'd be great if I'm not a human being. But, yeah, if I was an empty vessel. Yeah, that you right. fill up. Right. But the crazy thing is too, if you think about that, let's say you're seeing 100 people a week just for easy math. Uh, how long have you been in practice, Bobby? Uh, 12 years. Yeah. So 100 people a week, all 12 years, right? If you took that original uh, insurance reimbursement, do you remember what you were averaging 12 years ago? I do. <laughs> what was it? It was, uh, I think, 112. Yeah, mine was 121. And I, like, that was our average. I mean, that's kicking ass. It, now, here you are 12 years later. You've, you're a better doctor. You have better experience, tons of you know, success cases, blah, blah, blah. So you must be getting paid more, right? So what's the <laughs> average? What's your average uh, repayment now? Oh, uh, shoot. Uh, probably in the 60s. So half. Yeah. Probably. Okay. So how many jobs can you outline out there that where after 12 years experience, you are making half of what you were doing uh, when you started? It's never been a greater time to be a chiropractor. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I believe that that statement is true, but for totally different reasons. For totally different reasons, right? Yeah. I mean, health, everybody's repayment sucks. Every, no, but, that, but that's very true. That makes yeah. no sense whatsoever that the better and better you get at this profession at, at doing your job, if your job is taking care of people, you get paid less now. Yeah, I agree. So we got to find some way, and this is where our program blatantly comes in, like this is a blatant sales pitch for a hybrid clinic, but you have to find some way where you can make more money without making, without working more hours. Okay. So that, that's the constraints I want to put people in. Like, don't think outside the box, think inside the box and think inside the box of 32 hours of patient treatment a week. Now tell me you can double your income to do that. If you have a solution, let me know what it is. But what I think is you already have these people coming in your clinic. Can we capture 10 to 15% of them and, you know, engage them in a service that they absolutely love, that you love providing them, that you believe in, and oh, by the way, makes you cash, so we're not billing insurance for this, recurring revenue that is cash-based that'll let you sleep at night and operate a healthy business. So what other solutions do you have, right? And I think that the hybrid model is the perfect, the perfect model with the least amount of friction points in there. I mean, you could sell nutritional supplements. You can do oh, sure, vitamins sure. and snake oils and, and pillows. And, but 
it's still eat what you kill. Whereas in the hybrid model is recurring monthly membership revenue. And you're yeah, going to sign people up. Go ahead. Yeah, someone's bringing it to you. They're, yeah. Well, look at it this way. If you truly are one of these DNS, uh, uh, SFMA, TPI, FMS, what are some other ones? Grip. Um, I'm trying Come to on, man. Of, Functional patterns, bro. Functional patterns, brosif. Uh, uh, all these different things that are based in exercise. If you truly are an exercise-based clinician, and then when somebody gets to the end of care, you don't provide exercise. Don't sit there and tell me you're an exercise-based clinician. That's right. You, you got are it. Not, yeah. It's not in your DNA. It's a great idea, but you're not implementing it. You, so, are, a, you are a rhino. You're rehab in name only. <laughs> yes. A and, rhino. And anyone who understands rhinos knows that straight chiropractors use the rhinoceros as their uh, symbol. So if you're a rhino, you're just, you're just the same as them. You're one of them. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Take that. Yeah. So that man, here's the, the, here's the, that's issue, the showstopper right there. But here's the issue. Um, people come up with a lot of excuses for why they can't do this. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we've both seen them. I've seen them. I don't have enough space. I don't know how to do that. I don't have equipment. Right. I, I, you know, my grandmother, plays lawn bowling on Thursday. I just can't do this. Like, have you developed uh, some sort of way to coach people through those objections? Like if there's a will, is there a way for this? Yes. Short answer. Yes. And, and here's the deal. I will make this deal with everybody in your, in, that is listening to this podcast. So <clears throat> all, you know, six and a half of your listeners. Yes. Uh, all two of you. Yeah. Mom, if I'm cousin. going to, I'm going to propose an idea. And if it does not work in your clinic, I will buy, I will pay for dinner for whoever tries this in their clinic and it doesn't work. All right. Well, let's Sta do this. Yeah. So start out just treating your normal people. So you're just doing your normal people. I just want you to go to everybody and say, Hey, Mr. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking of starting a, uh, integrating a gym into my practice and uh, you know, we would, we would start out in your normal patient care and then we transition to rehab. And then we would have a trainer work with you that would, would know all about your injury and would train you in a way to protect you from further injury. Okay. So like if your shoulder hurts, you know, you, you shape it around their case. If your shoulder hurts, we're going to only do exercises for the upper body that don't irritate your shoulder. Would you be interested in something like that? Right. Now, yes if it be, yes. yeah, at the end of a day or a week, if you don't have any yeses, then I will buy you dinner. But here, here's how you really want to try it. Figure out a price that you want to charge. Like these usually go for small group training will be 200 to 250 a month and pitch that. Say, hey, it'd be, it'd be expensive. It'd be higher price because, you know, it'd be high level service. But we're thinking around two or 250 bucks a month. Would you be interested? Even putting that price qualifier on there, there is nobody listening to this that I don't think has people in their clinic that are already like, absolutely. I, I wish that was available to me now. It's, it's insane. Yeah. And here's the thing. A lot of people would, would think of this as a loss leader. Don't, it's not that. It, it's not something you discount. No, it, no, because <laughs> the other thing is, and I was talking about this on my podcast, the clinic gym radio, of course you've heard of it. It's the biggest thing on Apple iTunes. It's, uh, it's overtaken. <laughs> it's the number one podcast yeah, <laughs> in the clinical gym hybrid podcast category. 
it, that started in the last six months. Yeah, it's we're the leader in that field. So, anyways, um, I was talking to Anthony Renna, who's a longtime strength coach, and he brought up a great point. He said, when you charge too little, you end up resenting your client. You resent them a little bit because they're making you work for so little. Like we do with insurance companies, right? Right. We have resentment. When you charge a lot. I don't. My insurers, uh, any of the panels, if they're listening, I do not resent you whatsoever. Right. He's madly in love with you. In fact, uh, pay me less. Pay me less. Pay (laughs) me less. Yeah. Uh, But but seriously, when you charge enough or you charge a little more than you're comfortable asking for. So if I feel like, Hey, I can, Bobby, it's going to be $85 for this, this visit. And then I go the next time I go, it's 115 for this visit. And I'm nervous to ask you for that. As soon as you say yes, and you pay me, I step up to the plate. I earn way more than that. So if I charge you 115, I, I earn 150 or 200 bucks because I'm nervous. I have to perform. It's yeah. just human psychology. Like the more you charge, the, the, the better you'll be. There's nowhere where that doesn't hold true. It's a true story. It's very true. Yeah. So, and then going back to the space thing, uh, you know, I know uh, Chip Bleem in, in Maryland, uh, I, I was talking with him and he's starting and he's got 300 square feet. Okay. So maybe it's 200. I mean, nothing, right? He's already got, he's already got eight memberships uh, before the thing even started. He has eight memberships. Yeah. Oh, uh, by just, the way, I've done this at a previous practice um, where we just had an empty room. It was just an empty treatment room and there was nothing going on in there. And, uh, it, you know, at that point in time, it was sunny central coast of California. It was always nice outside. So there were plenty of people doing farmer carries and things outside on the lawn. Um, but I just, I did exactly what you did. I said, I think I'm going to, I went to my patients said I'm going to start working people out. Uh, it's this much a month and you get uh, two visits uh, a week or two, two sessions a week, uh, very small groups because you can fit two people in the room. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but it, it was a start to somewhere where, um, um, you know, I think the, 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 the added revenue was like, uh, you know, you're getting like a, an extra thousand dollars a month. Right. Of, you know? of recurring cash, like not of recurring. Yeah. Not we build a thousand. I'm hoping to catch, catch it back or we have an AR no, here. No. no, no. Like today. Now I got it. And it got to the point where I'm like, this is a thing. And that's where I got started was around 2012 or so. I said, this is a thing where if I could scale this bigger, I could be bigger. And it just so happened my partner who was an MD at the time uh, wasn't interested in that scaling thing, but uh, that's where it was at. Yeah. And I'll tell you, you know, like in, in that model, uh, what you're doing there, the cool thing is when you have that CA trainer and they're doing that even in a tiny space, but when you, when the perception of everybody in your clinic on the employee side or on the team member side is that every new patient ends in exercise when that per, you know, is pervasive or per, like permeates everything you do, that's when you scale. Because then it's not, can we get this person also into exercise? It becomes every one of our cases ends in exercise. This is so, what we do. Yeah, it's just how it goes here. And when it's like that, you can grow as big as you want because you essentially have a back-end offer for every one of your, your patients, you know, a long-term recurring revenue model. And, and that's the biggest companies. That's why, you know, that's why a dollar shave club makes a ton of money. It's not because their front end cost is high. It's only a dollar or $3 or $5. It's that after you pay that for months and years, like, that's why they got a billion dollar valuation 
Yeah. Cause that, yeah. It's um, got to build it in systems. So my last, my first podcast, the first ever uh, FT, FTCA podcast with David Wiedemeyer, DC, mm-hmm. who uh, is in the, or he does orthotics. Mm-hmm. So his, his added on uh, feature to practice is orthotics. And eventually I think he'll evolve to just his orthotic laboratory, but he, he, he sparked a conversation to me about systems. I love it. I love systems. And, and it keeps recurring in my head as a recurring theme. And I think when we get to what is the uh, FTCA convention about, it's going to be about systems or uh, how, to, how to operate the system of an evidence-based chiropractic practice. What systems do you impart when you do that? Um, operating a clinic-gym hybrid, the training side or the, the business operations um, side, you know, like functioning and, and managing the business on the gym side. Do you have a system uh, in place for people, or is there a place where they have to acquire some sort of system, like using Mind Body or? Yeah. Um, uh, so if you're looking for a soft, are you looking for a software solution or the actual training? Software, sales to sell the memberships. Yep. Okay. Um, how to how to under how people can understand the different layers of pricing when it comes to a gym. Cause everyone's not just paying one thing like CrossFit. Am I correct? Correct. They're, they're you offer. Yeah. Yeah. You have different strata because there are different uh, levels of client coming into your clinic right now, but there are but, ways for the doctor to learn that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's perfect. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you, um, well, let's, let's do this. So, let's do this. Okay. Um, we've been doing this for half an hour and that's a great amount for a podcast. Mm-hmm. Let's break this up into a second podcast. Okay. And for the members only of mm-hmm. the, the FTCA members who are members of the website, maybe mm-hmm. we give them the good stuff on the other side. So just, just so everybody's clear, not the front end offer, but the recurring monthly revenue members get more service. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think that yeah. goes well with what we're talking about. So perfect. Yeah. Pay to play, my friend. That's Pay right. Um, you right. get stuff for free, but you don't get the good stuff for free. <laughs> That's right. Um, so let me let me just pause this, and we'll bring you up on the second side. All right, thanks. Um, but uh, for those who don't follow us on the other side of the wall, you can find Dr. Josh Satterley at his uh, clinic, gymhybrid.com is a landing page where you can get some free and fun stuff. Um, clinic Gym Hybrid Solutions, you're going to want to see that. It's coming up in the future. This is the way. This is the future of chiropractic. If you want to be a forward-thinking progressive chiropractor who, just like we said earlier in the podcast, actually believes that exercise is important, you got to show it. And this is the way to show it in your practice and not just talk about it. We don't want rhinos. We want, That's right. We want the real deal. Um, and, you know, Josh, you're going to be on my show like a, every other week. So. <laughs> well, it's an every other week show, so, so I'm <laughs> it, huh? You're going to be my only guest for the next five <laughs> awesome. years. Awesome. Um, Yeah. So we'll see you later, everybody. And I'll see you in a couple seconds, Josh. All right.